Moto Spot Show. What's up, everybody? We are back. I'm excited. This is going to be episode 36, big old 36 that we're doing today with uh, with the Moto Spot Show and all of our sponsors. Huge shout out to Spot Network TV. Uh, couldn't do this show without those guys, so thank you to them. Please check out all of our episodes on the Spot Network app. Also, a huge shout out to uh, Cherby's USA, Works Connection, Bell Ray, and Scott sports usa the guest we on tonight his rider wears scott's he's been on the podium with scott's um hopefully he the the guest we on tonight hopefully he wears scott's as well but i'm excited to get to this episode we've been doing a lot of fun please if you guys have any feedback or have any questions let us know um we're you know getting into a routine with this show so it's been fun we've had a lot of great guests and i get i'm excited to add this guy to our list um he's from pro circuit he's also another guy that's traveled to get the job that he has today he's from the east coast now living on the west coast but it's maddie g from pc joe shimoda's mechanic what's up maddie how are you good how are you Good, dude. Thank you for taking the time. I know it's uh, you guys are just getting off work over there at uh, Pro Circuit and dealing with uh, just the daily grind, so I appreciate you taking the time for us. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, for sure. So like I said at the beginning of the show, man, like, you know, we've had a lot of guests on, on, our, ep- on our show that have talked about just the daily grind and just doing what they have to do to get to where they are today, and for you, it's kind of the same story, man. You're you're an East Coast guy, um, I believe Jersey, and now you're in the West Coast. It's it's got to be crazy to think about how your journey's been because you're still pretty young, right? Like you just turned twenty one or right around that age. Yeah, I just turned twenty one uh, in the summer, so yeah, still young. Yeah. Still got a lot to go. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy to think. Like, I think you're probably one of the youngest guys in the pits. I would imagine, right, as a mechanic. Uh, yeah, I believe uh, I believe we actually have. Me and then uh, Seth Hammaker's mechanic, I believe we're probably two of the youngest guys. He's actually a year younger than me, two months younger than me. He's 20. So, yeah, I'd say we're probably two of the youngest guys for sure. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, it's just, it's just a new generation. Um, you know, there's still guys that are doing it, you know, Frankie and Carlos and those guys that have been doing it since they were your age. And I bet you probably look at those guys just thinking, dang, they're still grinding it out, but. Have you uh, have you ever talked to those guys and kind of asked them like how the heck do you guys stay stay motivated to do it this long? Yeah, I kind of talked to Frankie quite a bit. He's he's one of those really cool guys you always see in the pits, and he's always down to come over and chit chat with you. And yeah, it's always cool to go talk to you know all those guys that have been in the industry for so long and have been doing this for so long. Because you know I you know I think a lot of the younger guys like me we looked up to them for so long and like wanted to be in a position like them and now we're kind of there and we get to you know chat with them and they have so much knowledge from just being around it for so long that it's always cool to to listen and learn to what they have to say yeah yeah it's 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 just like any industry right like you have the veterans just like racing to you the veterans of the sport and everything so it's pretty nuts you know just to think what those guys have done you know they've worked on multiple brands and been through multiple riders so they have so many just different avenues of of history and learning and and all that like you said so it's cool that you those guys are open to talk to you because you know sometimes they're some people are standoffish so they the more experience you can get and the more knowledge you can get it's only going to help you with your career so that's pretty cool that they're they're open about yeah. it yeah it's, it's definitely cool to be able to talk with them and just and learn because i mean that's i think the biggest way you learn a lot of the stuff in this industry is just it gets passed down and you know it just keeps getting passed down throughout the years and that's kind of where everything kind of evolved from yeah totally so for you like being so young 
getting into it and then, you know, moving. Like, how did that, how does all that, how does Maddie G end up, you know, just a nice East Coast kid get all the way over to SoCal? Like, how does that happen? Uh, graduated high school and knew this was what I wanted to do. Like, okay. it's kind of like a lot of people think, like, you know, you know, you do the MMI route or something like that. But I yeah. was like, I had one of those MMI instructors come and talk to me and like, all that kind of stuff. And it just like, it didn't really fit with me. Well, like you kind of had to do all this stuff and like, it didn't really feel like it was going to put me where I wanted to be. So like, I kind of just wanted to find the best way to get exactly where I want to be. And which is, you know, here. And, uh, I did some research and stuff. I found a small tech school in Morgantown, West Virginia, uh, old moto mechanic, Scott Atkins runs it called cross XMX tech. Okay. Uh, I found that and then I had to finish my last year of high school. So I did that. And then, as soon as I graduated, I moved out. I packed up my car, moved to Morgantown, West Virginia. Um, did that. Lived there for about an eight-month program, I believe. And then, uh, so I did that. And that's a super cool program, like, for anybody that wants to be, like, strictly in this industry, motocross mechanic. That's exactly what that school is for. Okay. Um, and that was a super cool program learned a ton from scott he's a super knowledgeable guy and he's been in it for a long time and you know he kind of gives you that 80 percent you need to know and like as long as you go there and bust your butt and like get your work done and show him that you want to do it he'll you know he gets people that call him and need guys and at the time when i was there uh, i got a call from scott mumford carson mumford's dad um and they needed a practice guy so uh this was about six months in. Scott was like, hey, dude, if you want this, I think this would be a great opportunity for you. Go for it. And I was like, yeah, like, I'm in. Like, that gets me out to SoCal where I wanted to be. Like, I could have went to Florida or something like that, but I wanted yeah. to be in SoCal because this is like, this is the moto hub. This is where I feel like you got to be if, you know, you want to make it anywhere. So moved out here and started my journey being a mechanic with Carson on uh, okay. FC Honda. Yeah, so you were in the in the Geico, in the Geico uh, setup in their old building, and working alongside. You know, we also had Cameron Kamara on, so I don't know how much you guys know each other, but we just had Cameron on a couple episodes ago, and he was he was Joe's amateur guy, um, and you're now Joe's pro yeah. guy. So have you guys have you guys talked at all, or are you guys close? Yeah, I worked with I worked with Cam for two years at FC because he was like when I first started, he was kind of like. He was the race guy. I was the practice guy. So he was like, in a sense, like my, my shot okay. boss. So like, yeah, I learned, I learned a ton from Cameron. Cameron's a super good dude, super cool. And, uh, yeah, he was very helpful with everything teaching me and, you know, all the guys down there at the shop where I got to be pretty close with a few of the guys now. And they're, they're some of the coolest dudes. Yeah. It's crazy that everybody kind of, for the most part, seems like they landed on their feet, you know, after the Geico deal. So, um, for you, like, you know, after Carson, kind of unfortunately wasn't able to keep the success going at Geico with, with the team shutting down and had to go find something else. Was it hard for you to find something else as well? Or did you kind of stay with Carson there for a second? Or did you, as soon as the Geico thing shut no. down, were you calling PC? Uh, Cause since I was a practice guy at the time, I was like, I had a lot of free time and like the whole summer, I kind of was just like that leading up to that stop shutting down. I was kind of like, already on the verge of like trying to find something because i just i'm the type i can't really sit still for very long so like when okay. he would fly out to races i would like get all my stuff done at the shop and i was like you know i'm just kind of bored at this point like i would 
I would try to do extra at the shop if there was anything that the other guys needed done. So I was like always trying to do something, but there's a lot of free time in it. For me, I, I hate free time. Like there's always something to do. So I just always wanted to do something. Yeah. Um, I reached out to, at the time I reached out to Will Hahn. Um, and then I, I went over to star probably right towards the end of the outdoor season. I probably left, I think within the last one or two rounds, I did leave a little early from the team shutting down. Okay. Uh, so I, I went over to star and, uh, I was working for Nick Romano at the time. Um, and then, um, some things kind of popped up over there with them moving to Florida and then just some other stuff that I didn't really felt like fit best for me. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of, I talked with Will and I was like, Hey, I, I don't really know if this is, uh, the direction I want to go. I've, I've got another offer. And this was, uh, Zach at the time, Zach white, uh, from pro circuit reached out to me and was like, Hey man, we really need a, a mechanic for Joe, um, for supercross and outdoors, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, you know, thinking at the time, I'm like, I hate to kind of leave like the way I'm leaving, but this is kind of my best opportunity. If I'm going to do it, I, I got to do it now. Yeah. Um, and so I, I jumped ship and I went over to PC, which at the time I was like, you know, this is, best thing for me this is what i got to do for myself this is what i feel is right so i did that and uh yeah i've, I've been at pro circuit since uh beginning of last year it was 2020 the end of 2020 i went over there okay. and uh been here since heck yeah that's awesome so for you like first time you meet mitch were you shaking were you nervous honestly no, not really, because no. I've, I've met him a few times beforehand, like, with okay. Carson. Like, I've been to a few of his kids, like, flag football games, or I've been over to his house for, like, a cookout. So, like, oh, okay, I so you guys had a relationship a little bit. With him. Yeah. Yeah, we weren't super close or anything like that, but, like, you know, he knew me, I knew him. Right. Um, but, like, going in there to actually talk about a job, that was, like, okay, that was a little different. Like, I was, like, all right, like, I got to get all my ducks in a row. Like, I cleaned up my resume. Like, I wanted it to look good, like. You know, it, it definitely was nerve-wracking in a sense because, like, I think a lot of people think the same way. Like, you know, Mitch, he's he's a pretty big name in the industry. You know, he's done a lot for our sport. So it's kind of like, okay, like, this is really happening. Like, I, yeah. you know, I, want, <laughs> I want myself to look good, you know? Yeah. So Got to be was, presentable. It wasn't super nerve-wracking, but I was definitely on my toes a little bit. Yeah, and that shop, man, like, when you walk through those doors, like, I had never been back to the race shop. I've kind of seen it, and I've been, like, I don't know. I wouldn't even say in it, but like just close to it. So just that whole atmosphere has got to be pretty cool just to know how many championships have, have went through those doors. Yeah. It's, it's like, sometimes you got to kind of pinch yourself and like, you know, you walk through the semi doors, you just see all those number one plates. And it's like, yeah. you know, in my personal opinion, I, you know, if, if you want to be somewhere and like where you want to win, that's, that's the place you want to be. Yeah, yeah, no, I, you I, know, Mitch, Mitch isn't the type to, to cut corners or anything. He, he gets everything done right. If there's a will, there's a way for him. You know what I mean? He'll he'll make it happen. He you know he wants to win. I would say more than most people out there. So it's it's pretty surreal walking through those doors. Sometimes you got to kind of pinch yourself and realize you know where you're at. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's definitely a world class you know building. There's a lot of cool memorabilia in there and. Mitch has got his Astro Vans parked in the other building, and that's where all the cool stuff is. That building's got all the neat shit in yeah. it. <laughs> it's, it's cool walking up, like, in our parts room, and you still see, like, 
some KX125 engines, like full yeah. race back, like ready to bolt it in a chassis. Like, dude, that is so cool that that's still sitting here. Yeah, there's just so much. Like, I've I've not seen all of it, but from what I've heard, there's just parts, A kits, and motors, and just so much stuff. Like, crazy. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So we're going into Joe's second year with PC. He unfortunately had that big get off. For you, like as a mechanic, do you, do you get nervous at all when those guys are or not? I shouldn't say nervous, but what kind of goes through your head as as these guys are racing? Because like I've said it multiple times as I as I've done this show, it's like I've been a mechanic, but my mechanic is like changing an air filter and, and putting on tires that are already mounted for me. Um, so it's not anything near what you guys do, but I still get nervous watching my guy. So for you, is it one of those things to where you're pretty pretty mellow, or do you get you know, anxious sometimes on, on race days? Um, I think like, I feel like the first round is like always the worst. Just cause like you have a total, like you, we have a total 10 new bike, like they build them for parts. So like, you know, we obviously do like a, a shakedown on the bike before they get raced and stuff like that. Like at the beginning of the year, to, like make sure everything's like good to go. Like I want to say, like, I feel like the longer you do it, you don't get like comfortable. Yeah. Cause you never want to get too comfortable, but you definitely like, you don't get as nervous. Like I think I always do get a little nervous just cause I think as any mechanic, you just want everything to go right. Mm-hmm. And especially at like PC, we, we build our own engines as mechanics still, which is a big part. And, uh, so, I mean, you got a lot more stuff going through your mind than I would say some do. Like, you know, I'm not always, I'm not just worrying about all my chassis stuff. I'm also worrying about my engine. You know what I mean? Like I, I just want, I think I just want everything to go smooth. So I think there are, right. you know, I am on my toes a little bit, just a little nervous, but you know, I think once you like, you're doing press, like I think once you get through press, you're like, all right, like my bike's good. You know what I mean? Like it's not anything crazy, but I'd say on a typical race day, like I'm definitely, uh, not high strung, but I'm definitely on my toes. Cause like I see the work that the riders put in day in and day out at the track. And I know what, you know, they're all capable of. So sometimes it's hard, like, if you go out there, like, sometimes they might not be riding the way they should. And, like, for us, or for me at least, it's like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, I know what you're capable of. Like, let's go out there and do that. Like, I see you at the practice track. You can do it. Like, yeah. So I think in that sense, like, I get maybe worked up in that sense. Like, you know, just, I guess yeah, you want to get the best out of them. For, for us. Yeah. But, like, exactly. We want the best out of them because, like, we know what they're capable of. That's why they're in the position they're in, you know? Totally. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, one of those things where like you're putting in that all effort and yeah, they're professional athletes, but at the same time, it's like, dude, like you got to make them accountable sometimes. Cause it's like, I'm not saying Joe's one of those guys or whoever, but you know, sometimes you get comfortable just as a person. So it's like, you almost sometimes need that kick in the ass to, to get going. So if you're passionate right. and you can pass on, pass on, pass on that passion, it kind of makes that dynamic, you know, a little better, I would say. Yeah, exactly. So like for for me as as a fan, you know, it's you you always speculate, you know, like right now everything's all these speculations with Jet and the Forkner thing, but as a mechanic, you guys live it, you breathe it. You know, Joe got his first win, I believe last year in Indy. That whole emotion for you guys had to be just crazy, like just take that all in and and just you know, just holy shit like we did it. Like it's got to be a lot for you guys. Yeah, it's it's such a cool feeling, especially like that was my first win. That was his first win. And like, yeah, that's like, that's, you know, one of the coolest feelings ever. I mean, I, 
know, I, I think everybody still gets excited on, you know, a podium. You know, you don't want to be in, in third and second, but, like, you know, you're there. You know, you, you can always build off of that right there. You don't want to be, you know, when we come off the track, like, A1, we're in seventh. That's like, dude, what, like, what do we do wrong? Like, what's going on? Like, I know we're better than this. Like, yeah. so like you always want to be at the top of that box. And, you know, sometimes, like, you can walk away with a smile on your face from a second or a third. Like, you know, that, that's still good. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we are there to win. So it's like, you know, there's always something more, you know, if, if it's something on my end that we can do better on the bike or if it's something that Joe can do better for riding or any rider that can do better for the riding or technique or whatever it might be to help them get better, you know, it's, you know, let's do it. You know, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm always game to, I, I want to win just as much as anybody else out there. You know, we put in just as much time. So it's like, you know, we're not there just to put the bike together. We, we also want to go out there and win. Yeah, exactly. It's every, it's a whole team effort, right? Like, Granted, motocross is right. a one-man sport, but when it comes down to it, it's, it's everybody working towards a common goal. You know, we all want it. Not we, but you guys all want a championship. Um, you know, that's what everybody wakes up for. That's what everybody, you know, puts the 14-hour days in for is to be able to, you know, raise that 11 by 11 plaque or whatever it is, 10 by 10. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we all we all want to see your, your atmosphere, your, you know, coworkers be successful. And if it's you or... Um, Tony, or uh, I'm not sure what the other uh, what the other guy's name is, but um, you guys you guys all have the same goal, you know. So, right. But I mean, it's one of those things too. Like you know, like you said, it was Joe's first win. So for you guys, when you're going into these races and you do have a win under your belt, does the expectations get higher and higher? Is it kind of just like, man, like let's just let's just get through these things and and tick these things off, and then unfortunately you have the thing, like, think- you know, the incident. Yeah, I, I think it's like last year was like Joe is Joe was hired as the fifth guy. He like I think realistically he wasn't really expected to do anything crazy. Yeah, it was I think more of a, a we we just need another bike on the track. And then you know two rounds in it turns out so we're the only bike on the track. Right, and <laughs> uh, so that was like you know that I felt like almost put more pressure on like me too. I was like okay like. I, I got to make sure, like, nothing goes wrong on my bike because, like, we're the only one out there. So, like, which is no different from any other time. You never want to have an issue. But I think last year was, was different just because, like, there wasn't really any pressure on him, maybe. But I don't – I know him well enough. I don't really think he feels the pressure as much. Like, you know, they yeah. kind of – they show up and, and they race their dirt bike. You know, that's, that's what they're there to do. But it was, it was cool last year because – like I said, he wasn't, I don't think, really expected to do too much. And I think he kind of exceeded that. Uh, so it was it was a pretty cool season uh, in that sense, I would say. Yeah, I mean, as as the first overall season, were you guys all pretty happy with it? Or, or was it one of those things where, like, man, we could have done this or could have done that? I mean, I think there's always, you know, you could do this, you could do that. But I think yeah. for the first year and, like, seeing where he was, SC and then moving over to PC, like he was stoked on the bike and like you know just I think everybody was in a really good spot. He was in a really good spot and I think it was a really good season to kind of okay look at what you are capable of and look at what we can do to be better. So like the whole off season, like we busted our asses on like working on what we needed to be better and it may not I think you know your average fan's eyes shown this year. But, like, if 
take a step back and look at it. It has. I just don't think all the pieces of the puzzle have really fell into place yet. Yeah. It's definitely not for a lack of better effort. I'll promise you that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, for Joe, it's like he go he gets going pretty good. You know, like my apologies earlier, he didn't get a win in Indy. He got his first podium in Indy. But, like, you know, after Indy, yeah. he, he just starts clicking them off, you know, like pretty good top five, another podium, and then a win in Salt Lake. Um, you know, a couple, you know, Salt Lake 2 didn't go as well. But then, you know, we get to Moto, and he's like 10, 4, 11, 6, 2, another 2. Like, so, I mean, the speed's there. Like, he got a, quite a few podiums in outdoors. So, like, he's definitely becoming one of the guys. And it seems like this year a lot of people did yeah. put him as one of the guys in all the preview shows. Um so it just, you know, for me, I was so excited to see him ride and just have that little mistake kind of get him. Man, it's for as as a mechanic, do you do you go to your pit board and just, you know, just get just bummed, or do you just say, hey, like it is what it is. Let's just work towards the next next season, not next season, but now towards outdoors. Or do you kind of just like look back and analyze what you guys could do different for, you know, for that situation? You know what I mean? Does that come back to you guys and? and say, man, we could have done suspension different for this, or could have done chassis different for that, or you guys just kind of move on and say, you know, unfortunately it is what it is, let's just get on to the next one. I mean, there's, you never really want to, like, I'll get down on myself sometimes, like, I, I try not to, but, like, yeah. And I think, like, that race that he got hurt, A3, like, I, I guess any crash, like, what can you what can you really do about it? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. you can't dwell over it. Like, it's, it's not the end of the world. Like, you know, shit happens you guys gotta okay we'll move on like i don't want to say we got lucky in a sense but like we got a break now Still, yeah. you know he's good to go we're gonna be back for the next round like what is oh, okay so you guys are gonna finish out the season at, uh, yeah we're 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 gonna be racing like okay. realistically like we just got a little we got a little breather i i just look at it that way you know what i mean like we got a little yeah. break we started yeah. a little early um so I, it, it's nothing you can like well on um you just kind of you know put your head down and and get back to get back to the grind and like you know if there's something you can do better let's let's do better or you know let's try to make the bike better while we have time like you know there's always something you can do to to try to be better or make things better i guess that's one really cool thing about yeah go ahead uh like i mean you got to look at it from like the start of last season like he was like slowly chips away at things each round I think so it's hard to put everything together for one round like last year like the first round we, were, we struggled passing lappers like he was almost scared to pass lappers okay the next round we got past that like we slowly chipped things away each round and like you know you, I, I always hate to re- refer to it but you always go back to like social media and look and everybody's always bagging on him like oh you got to be more aggressive oh more aggressive blah 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 and like look at it this year like in my personal opinion, you look at it like each round that like we've gone down or something or the crash that he had, like look, he was, he was going for the pass right there. Like he was going to be aggressive. Like, yeah. you know, he's, he's trying, he's trying to make it work. And I think a lot of riders, you got to take it in steps and like, you know, it doesn't always work out. And it's something I think new for him of like that aggressiveness, like really trying to break out of the shell. And I think he has this year. He just got to put it all together. Yeah, and like that's that's what I was gonna say too about it being like a regional championship. It's it kind of works out in your guys' favor to where like you just said, now you can kind of get ready. I mean, he's only he's only twelve points 
away from Vince and fourth, and he's about a hundred and or no, sorry, he's about twenty, almost thirty something points down from Hunter. So he's not completely out of a podium spot in the championship. And my, Hunter, Michael's right there too at one twenty. So I mean, anything can happen in this sport. Like we just saw, you know, it's just you never know. So if he if he can click off these next couple of rounds and have good finishes, he can be right back in the, a good spot for uh, for the championship. So. That's that's pretty yeah, good on your guys' right. part. Yeah, it's definitely not the the season we pictured having, but it's you know things can't always go your way, so you gotta yeah. kind of gotta look forward and you know finish out the Supercross season strong and try to get on the box every round that we have left, and then you know let's let's get ready for outdoors. You know we still got a whole outdoor season that you know we want to come out swinging for, so yeah. you know there's always something to look forward to. Yeah, outdoors is going to be really good. It's uh, he's getting more comfortable on the tracks and getting to know these things better. And for you, like now you've got a couple of series seasons under your belt. You got anything that you really look forward to, like any stadiums or any like outdoor tracks? I know, I know. Last year we had a little bit of red, fun at Redbud, but it's uh, you have anything like um, that stands out for you that you're like, man, I'm I'm excited, or I really like that stadium or anything like that. Honestly, like I I like a lot of like. I'm leaving for Daytona this week, even though I'm not racing. Like, I'm excited for that one because, like, yeah. that one's always super cool. That's a different race. But, like, uh, honestly, I like going to all of them. Like, I like to travel. I kind of like getting out of California. And, like, you know, even though we go to the same places, like, it's still fun to just get out and try to – we don't get a ton of time when we are at these places. But yeah. try to check out, you know, the, the stuff around, go to some cool restaurants and stuff. I'm excited for, like, Unadilla. That's my – hometown race kind of so that was always cool and like Southwick the close one to me that was always cool so like I'm excited I, I like the east coast so I'm excited to get back on the east coast and you know go to those tracks and stuff you know all the, some of the ones I grew up riding and stuff so yeah it's uh I'm always excited to go to those ones and, and check it all out see friends and family that I don't get to see all the time so no that's right like that's yeah like you know like we said earlier with with you still being you know new to this whole crazy travel and grinding like I, it's like for you it's like why not just take it all in experience whatever you can like you say you don't have a whole lot of time but man like right now it's it's the golden years for you and like the more you can do and the more you can experience like it's gonna just be you know it's gonna be awesome so but i think moving forward for 2022 like the biggest thing for you guys is just you know like you said being consistent and like for you like that's kind of what i was gonna ask you is do you have anything that is like a not a worry, but I guess, do you have anything that you really think about a lot for your bikes or anything that you like really, um, focus on, I guess I would say like, is it, you know, chassis or is it mo like you said a little bit of motor, but I'm trying to think what I was like trying to, how I would word it, but like any, anything that's like that you've kind of now done a full season, but is there anything that you're like, man, like I gotta do, gotta get this, this and this done before we can move on to the next. Like, are you pretty much um, checking, you know, certain boxes, like your goals, I guess I would say um, for, for seasons. Yeah. Like I, I think like there's always like, it's the same with like the riders. They always want to be better. Like, yeah. I think there's a lot of stuff that like me as a mechanic or maybe most mechanics, like there's always something you can be better at. And, you know, building race engines and practice engines for a race team was new to me. So like doing that last year, that was all like, that was a whole new world. So like, coming into my second year like I'm more comfortable with that and like doing that stuff like I actually enjoy it now where I'm not just a nervous wreck every time <laughs> the engine goes on the dyno yeah um 
but like I, it's, it's one of those things, like I said, you never want to be too comfortable because then I feel like that's when the mistakes happen. Um, but yeah, it's definitely like, I always like learning new things and, and trying new things. Like I spent a lot of the off season, like, you know, shaving down some bolts and like, you know, trying to save some weight and like learn the chassis and learn, you know, Hey, we could run this bolt here and this one's lighter than that one. Like yeah. just like, once it kind of like get the bike down, learn, you know, how, the best way to build it. Like I think there's a lot of things you can do more of just like always trying to make it better. And, uh, there's always, you always want to make yourself better. So I always like trying to, you know, just the repetitiveness yeah. of building the engines and stuff like that is always cool. And just the more you get to do it, the better you get at it. So I always like that kind of stuff. And it's kind of, like I said, my second year in also it's kind of like, getting comfortable with that stuff and just the repetitive motion of it really, you know, totally. Um, nothing crazy that I, I worry about that, you know, it's just try to have fun with it and like, you know, keep it, keep it fun. Yeah. That's awesome. And you know, you work for a company that makes a lot of cool parts. So like for you, do you have a, do you have a, a part that you really like, man, this is badass. Like I know you guys make kind of like your own air boots. Mm-hmm. You got, clamps you have water pumps i mean just the the list goes on but is there anything that you guys yeah. that you get to put on the bikes that you're like dude this is pretty sick like this is pretty trick dude there's so many things on our bike that i like <laughs> yeah drool over like for me, I, I just i geek out on i'm like dude this is so cool or like when we make yeah. something new we're like dude this is cool. i think my favorite thing mainly because i made all of them for all the guys this year were the uh our swing arm pivot Okay. I, it sounds really, really dumb, but it's probably my favorite piece on the bike. It's just a, it's, we take a normal pivot and then I, uh, machined, uh, some aluminum plugs for the end. And then we have a, a pivot stop in the end that we machine and that, uh, push in, uh, we press that in and then we set them for each rider's pedal height. It's kind of one of those cool little things, like the overlooked piece by like your average guy, but like actually taking the time to like make them. It's probably one of my favorite pieces, just like how intricate it is and how cool it actually really is. Yeah, that does sound pretty cool. I have a buddy, uh, Wyatt, his company's called Steel Horse, and I believe he makes swing arm pivot bolts that are self greasing. Um, so it's oh. pretty cool, like how like how you guys can engineer all that stuff and come up with these ideas. And a CNC machine can do a lot of cool shit. That's for sure. Yeah, that's, I, I like you ask any of the guys at the shop. If you can't find me in the race shop, I'm in the machine shop. Yeah. Do you guys, so you guys have your own machine shop there at PC? Yeah, we've got a machine shop. We've got a full-time machinist, Jerry. He's, yeah, he's super cool. He does all a whole bunch of stuff. And then I go in there and bug him and he teaches me stuff. So I've been in there a lot these last, you know, few months and, and learning a lot. And I, you know, love spending time just doing stuff on the lathe and the mill and like, the, the stuff you can do on those are, are endless. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Like I have a dealer here in Nashville that makes like uh billet engine covers and swing arm extensions and wheels and all kinds of stuff. And just when I walk in there every time I'm just like amazed on all the, all the stuff they make. It's, it's incredible. Um, yeah. It's, it's cool. Cause like a lot of the, like, like you said, a lot of the stuff on our bike we make. So yeah. it's, it's cool that like we make a lot of it and then, I think the other cool part is that we also sell a lot of it. Like yeah. kind of shows we believe in our product, you know? Yeah. It's pretty like you can, you know, I think that's the, one of the biggest 
things that has brought Mitch success is like you can have the same triple clamps. I mean, I shouldn't say the same, but pretty close to the same triple clamps as, you know, Joe or Seth or, um, you know, Forkner. Like, you know what I mean? Like water pump, you can get the same water pump. You can get, you know, uh, brake clamp. I mean, the there is a lot of parts that are available, and it's pretty cool that you can uh, – and you guys offer that to the public. So, Yeah, I mean, like you said, like, I mean, the, the clamps that you're going to buy for your fake Howie, they're the exact same clamps that I put on my bike. You know what I mean? Right. Like there's, that like there's a lot of the stuff that we run is is the exact same stuff that you buy. Yeah. The water pump, the exact thing that goes on our bike is the exact same thing you buy. Like and that, like I said, it just shows that we believe in a lot of our products. I mean, it even boils down to like the engine, like the customer engine specs you buy. Like these those are all things from testing. Are, those yeah. things are. Yeah, those are all things that Nike comes up with out on the dyno and. They're so good and so good price point wise too that it's like you're not gonna get much more out of an engine from someone else for that kind of money. You know, it's, it's yeah, it's pretty cool that he that he sells that good of stuff. Like it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's right. Like copper copper seats and the valves and everything. Like it's it's the list go, like i said the list goes on so definitely check it out procircuit.com um but you know like i said it's it's cool that you guys have all that accessibility to yourselves um to create those parts and make those things but do you feel like there's anything that we could do different to the bikes you know over in europe a lot of their stuff is uh is works you know not production so do you feel like production bikes are are easier to to assemble or do you feel like it'd, it'd be pretty cool to have full on work spikes? Um, I don't think a lot of the people who want them, the maintenance of a, of a work spike, like yeah. the glitz and glamor of it's cool and all like you'd probably love it, but you know, there, there are a lot more, there's a lot of work that goes into to making one of those. And I don't think your average guy would, would have the, the means to buy one or afford one um just because there, there's a lot of upkeep to them and just keeping those as fresh as possible and that's mainly for us like you know how fast you know our guys are are racing them and you know just the abuse they do get but i mean the production bikes are so good nowadays i think they can always be better um but i think yeah. you know there's a you've got to cut that off at a certain extent you can't give too much because then what are we trying to accomplish yeah yeah i didn't know if you guys felt like uh what the you know i don't know if this is stuff you guys talk about or not but it seems like with there being a production rule and for you for your guys's class and for 450 as well it makes it towards kind of a level playing field and then it all just comes down to like you said machining and whatnot but for the most part everybody's on a level playing field where over in europe you know ktm's does so good and yeah yamaha's doing really good too but their bikes are so advanced. It's like sometimes you can almost get so far gone that it's hard to come back. You know, like you guys have kind of a good base setting with a production bike. It seems like. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, it's always kind of, you know, how much do you really, do you really want to do for a production bike? Um, but like the, the bikes over in Europe are super cool. Like a lot of the, the racing bikes and stuff are super cool. And, we get a lot of our parts from from uh, Japan, yeah, and their works parts, and they're they're a pretty cool piece. And it's you know it's 
just something you can't know because not your average guy can get it. Yeah, yeah, there is some cool unobtainable parts on on your guys's bikes for sure. But for Joe, is he uh, is he a pretty good tester? Like, can he can he if you change a titanium bolt to a production bolt or you know or a uh, linkage to a different link? Like, is he pretty good at noticing? Yeah, I know some guys they can they can feel a bolt. You know what I mean? It's it's pretty crazy. So is, is Joe pretty good about that stuff, or is he just like, give me a bike and I'll ride it? Dude, he he doesn't feel too much. Um, it's like he's he doesn't like if we did a big if we did a fork and shock change depending on how big of a change it is, he probably won't feel it. Um, he'll basically just say uh, no negatives. So if there's no negatives, then he's kind of cool with it. If as long as you know everybody else on the team kind of thinks it's better or something, you know, we're all kind of like, all right, then, you know, let's run it. Yeah. So then there's a few things that are like, he'll catch you off guard and you'll like change something and he'll be like, Oh, that is so much better. Oh, whoa, 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 that's not good. Like, it's like you, you felt that, but you didn't feel, you know, the, whatever else we did. Like he's funny in the sense, like some things he picked up on, some things he doesn't notice. So it's like, <laughs> it's hit or miss with him, but he, he kind of, he, he knows what he likes or he, he'll find what he likes, and once he yeah. kind of finds that, he doesn't really like to change that. Okay. He kind of likes to stay uh, stay with what he knows, I would say. Yeah. That makes makes your job a little bit easier. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it seems like he's kind of always, seems like he's always been smooth and kind of consistent. You know, like I said, that. A three was whatever, like shit happens. But for the most part, when you watch Joe ride, he's very, you know, technical and like pretty smooth for the most part. Like when he's on, he's on. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. I th- I would say like for you, the biggest challenge would be probably just finding that that r- perfect comfort, which is never, never really possible to find a perfect comfort. But with the new bike, the twenty two bike, was that something for you guys that was like a really big change because i believe you went from showa to kyb and then there was a some horsepower changes so like was it was it something like it was a big adjustment uh, for the, you or were you guys pretty pretty on the ball for the, big, the big change for us was uh 20 to 21 okay um the 22 pretty much the same yeah um for us we, we you know obviously there's a they change up a few things every year just to to mess with you but um the twenty to twenty one was the big change. It was a whole, whole new, whole new bike, um, and we're still, uh, still showing it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it was you know basically start from scratch again, just you know relearning the bike and you know where we can, you know, make up that power and what we can do to make it better. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I think I went there in twenty nineteen or twenty twenty, and I saw the air boots because back in the day, like Moto Tassinari had those air boots, and they were super trick and cool. And I'm bummed they don't make those anymore. But uh, I saw like PC made some, and like those things are pretty badass. Like I know, I don't know for sure, but from what I heard, that that was a big gain that Mitch was looking for in that in that air boot, and it seemed like it helped. Yeah, the. Everything that we do, I would say, is, is done for a reason. You know what I mean? Like yeah, there's for sure. some rhyme or reason for everything we do or put on the bike. It yeah. obviously helps in some sort of way. And uh, yeah, like you know, him making the air boots and stuff like that. That's that's a big help for all of us on the team. Just tr- 
you know, he wants to give his riders the best edge possible. So he's going to do whatever he can to get, you know, the best edge on the competition if he can, you know? Totally. Yeah. Um, so the big, big news this year was the, uh, the radiator water pumps on some other team's bikes. I don't know if you could talk about it or yep. not, but have you guys discussed maybe doing that on your bikes or, or are you guys sticking with the fans? We're, we're sticking with our normal, I think the electric water pump, it's a, it's really cool. It's cool that it's been brought into the sport and like one of those cool things. Um, yeah, we, we, I think we've done a little bit with it, but it, it's not anything I, I want to say is, I don't want to say it, it works really well on like some bikes and some bikes it doesn't. Okay. Like some bikes that gets a very big, you can get a very big gain out of it and some bikes it doesn't. Um, we don't feel like we need to run it because it doesn't help us. Yeah. I would say. Um, but I think there are some bikes out there that you can, you can throw it on and it's, it's a, a massive help. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. totally. I, would, I mean, it's just one of those things. So like you said, it's cool technology and it's something that just kind of, you know, has everybody talking about it, but at the same time, it's, it's not for everybody. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but for you, like, if someone's buying a new bike and and has some money to spend, do you do you recommend certain parts or when you're building a bike? You know, like a lot of people don't realize like every bike needs to be greased when it comes off the showroom floor. Like it's crazy how many people don't grease their bikes brand new. Like that's yeah, no, you gotta you must. gotta put some grease in those things if you want if you want those things to last. Yeah, um, yeah, I think like I mean, I, I guess it depends on you know what level you're riding at but i think yeah. you know there's always something you can do to your bike to make it better i think a lot of people overlook a lot of the stuff that should be done you know i'd say right away like uh i would always do you know like chains and sprockets right away on a stock bike you know just a safety uh precaution just you know you want a little stronger sprocket chain all that kind of stuff um suspension is always i feel like something that's overlooked yeah. um suspension's a big big part of the puzzle to to get your bike to handle right and set up for yourself to, you know, the best for you. So you're comfortable out riding. And then, you know, always like your cockpit bars, you know, grip, just stuff. Oh, we lost you. You there? Yep. Okay. There you are. We lost you for a quick sec. Oh. Can't have a podcast without technical difficulties. <laughs> Every, yeah, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, so like you were saying, cockpit, definitely bars, grips, levers, make sure those all are comfortable. Yeah, it's always, you know, make make your bike handle and feel right for you and then worry about all the little cosmetic stuff. I think it's always people always overlook that and they go straight for the, you know, plastics and graphics and that stuff's cool and all, but it's not useful if, you know, your bike's not handling or fitting well for you. Right. Yeah, you got to you got to be practical. Um Right. Do you uh, do you feel like uh, another change would be like a radiator cap? Like uh, a lot of the bikes come with like a one point one. Do you feel like a one point eight is a necessity, or do you kind of don't feel like for the average rider a, a radiator cap is a big deal? Because like Cowie is like the only company that offers a stock one point eight cap. Um, I definitely like a radiator cap. I mean, we we run a one point eight on our bike. It's it's always it's one of those things. It's a, it's a cautious thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, you don't want your bike to overheat. So I think it's definitely something 
that I would like, if I was an average guy going out riding, I'm probably not going to get my bike hot enough or I'm probably not even going to ride on that hot day, but I would put it on there just to be safe. It's one of those, it's a, you know, cheap part. Why, why not? Yeah. I was just, I just, it's a random question, but it's just, I've, I always wonder like, cause Cowie is like the only company that offers like any bike I ever bought. I always bought a Cowie Raider, even if it's a Yamaha or whatever, like I always bought a Cowie Raider right. cap because it just had that 1.8. Yeah. So, uh, I just kind of wanted to get yeah, your opinion to people like, that listen, know like, Hey, like there's certain things you have to do. Like when you first buy a bike, radiator cap and grease it and get your cockpit correct. But just kind of, yeah. I think there's always, there's always those little things you should do to, to get your bike right. And you yeah. know, you're, if you got to look at it, it's a, uh, I don't know how much bikes are going for $10,000 nowadays. Like yeah. you got a $10,000 investment, you, you know, you want to, you want to make that investment last. I think a lot of people overlook the oil changes and stuff like that. Like, yeah, you know, for sure. you're not going to let your, you're not going to let your truck run 10,000 miles over the oil change. Like that's not good for it. You don't want to do that to your bike either. You gotta, it needs that oil and a, a clean air filter. Like that's something that should be done, you know, every ride or, you know, nonetheless, every other ride. Yeah. And torque too. torque specs. Check your torque specs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we have a really cool segment. Um, it's called, Beach say what? I don't know if you watch a lot of flat track or not, but we have JD Beach help us out on the show, and he uh, he sends me over a couple questions for our guests, and uh, he's got a little list yeah. for you. So I don't like I said I don't know if you watch much flat track or not, but if you don't, you should definitely check it out. All right. <laughs> um. So he's got some stuff for you, and like I said, guys, if you uh, if you haven't watched it, first round is next weekend in Florida. Um. So check that out, Jared Mees. JD Beach, there's a lot of fast guys. Um, this class is just getting bigger and bigger, and it's really cool to watch. So, I believe it will be on Mav TV. Don't quote me, or maybe NBC Sports. But first round's next week, so definitely check it out. American Flat Track. Um, so his question is for you: Is have you been hitting any midday Moto Pizza breaks at Parker MX lately? But you haven't been in the East Coast probably for a while, dude. I haven't. I I work at Parker's for probably two years and I've grew up right there. I've probably been around that place for five, six, seven years, something like that. Crazy amount of time. Yeah. When I worked there, we had pizza every day for lunch. It's That's great. incredible. And then Sundays, Sundays you'd go and ride, there'd be pizza, you'd eat pizza. I haven't had a, a pizza break at Parker's in a few years and I definitely wouldn't be mad if I could get one. Dude, that's nuts. I think I don't really know of any tracks that have good food at the tracks. So that's pretty funny that you guys ate pizza all the time. Yeah, it was it was pretty funny. That's that's crazy too cuz you and I talked before I got you on the air about Parker MX and for him to send that that's pretty funny cuz like I I got telling you earlier like the you know I was playing with Patrick yesterday and his group we were playing Supercross and he's like asking about Parker and it's like then he texted about Parker What's what is what's special about Parker MX? Like it's like a well known place, or was it's like a pretty big establishment? I would say it's a it's a definitely a well known place on in uh, upstate New York. It's a, okay. just a local track. He's open, I believe, on Sundays. I still think he's open on Thursdays. I don't totally know, but uh, he's got he's got a full shop, uh, parts, gear, anything you can think of on site at the track that's cool um full-blown full-blown outdoor track like super rad track always prepped ready to rip he kills it that place is next level and it was kind of always one of those places like 
if there wasn't a race going on, everybody in the area would be at Parker's riding. And it was like, you know, kind of, I would say like one of those cool little family aspects, like tracks, you know, it was, yeah. everybody knew everybody. And it was, it was a fun time. Like it was a super cool track. You got all your buddies together. You went and rode, like it was, it was a fun place to go and spent a lot of my summers there. And it was Parker, Mike Parker that owns it and runs it is probably one of the raddest dudes you will ever meet. Um, he's got a few kids that you know run around and hang out and they're super cool like he's just a super cool guy the best deals on parts if he doesn't have it he orders it he has it the next day like it's that's awesome it's a super cool place like he, really he's an passionate. awesome guy and yeah just super passionate yeah like he's super passionate for the sport yeah he, he's he's super cool and he's he's done a lot for me and i can't thank him enough for everything he's done and it's it's a cool cool place to go if you're ever in the upstate new york area Heck yeah, that's awesome. It's it's always good to appreciate your upbringing. You know, like I've had a lot of cool dealerships that I've worked for, DH Cycle and PCP and Wright Motors. Like I've had a really good good group of people I've worked with, and it's it's cool to kind of look back and reflect on those on those days, and you know, be thankful for those memories and and relationships that you made to get you where you are today. So that's that's awesome. Let's see here. So for the second one for you, he said I've worked with mechanics over in europe while racing and they spoke a different language and we used hand motions a lot it's something you and joe do <laughs> i don't think you i don't know if you listen to the camera one but me and camera kind of talked about that a little bit but joe's english has got really good like he's actually i feel like people are giving marvin shit because joe's been over here for like three years well longer than that but like racing professionally three i believe three years now and his english is quite a bit better than marv's and marv's been over here like 15 years so it's like pretty funny it's it's funny there's a lot of language barriers in the sport like there's a lot of guys from overseas and like not even just riders like you know mechanics and stuff but yeah joe's english is really good i would say he uh i definitely would say like if we're testing or something he's got like a hard time maybe explaining it in a a way or like me or you would um but you almost kind of like not have to like dumb it down but like just make it like kind of easy for him to like, yeah, yeah, that's kind of what it's doing. Like you almost like, I don't know. It's weird. Like you kind of pick on to it quick. Like he'll say some weird things and you're like, huh, that's like, that doesn't really add up to what you're saying. And then you kind of think about it a little more. And you're like, oh, okay, I understand what he's saying now. Like I get like what he's trying to get across and like things like that. But no, for the most part, like he speaks pretty good English. His mom definitely doesn't speak as good English. So <laughs> definitely have a tougher time. Like if I'm talking to her, like, he's always got a few Japanese buddies or people from there that are over here riding and like they speak no English. So you're like, I'm pulling up the voice translator on my phone and like talking to him through my phone. Like it's always kind of funny and cool, but now he's, he's pretty good. I would say. Yeah. That's what Cameron said. Like he did public school for a hot minute. So like that kind of helped him and stuff. So, um, yeah. So I think, yeah, overall his English has gotten really good. So, um, he said with Joe, do you keep the pit board messages pretty basic or what's, what's your go-to for Joe? Is he a lap time guy? Is he a word guy? Like what's, what's, his, what's Joe's go-to for pit boards? Uh, his, his super weird thing that he likes is, uh, he likes, he wants a count of lap. A what? He just wants, he, he wants a countdown from the start of the race to the end of the race of lap. Okay. There could be 33 laps in the race if he wants to play down to one lap. Okay, so he'll you'll be like 29 to go, 28 to go. Yep. 
that's like his main thing. As long as I have that on there, he doesn't really care about the rest. Yeah. And then I think we kind of, we kind of just, we get a few things throughout, you know, just working together that, you know, he likes to see and I'll throw those up on there when I feel are necessary or things that I need to remind him of, you know, stuff like that. Okay, cool. Yeah, dude, I've tried to do that. Like when, like it's mid moto, like 10 minutes left for outdoors. I'm trying to do like the math in my head. I'm like, all right, so two minutes, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, five to go. And then I was like, wait, you got plus two. So it's like, sometimes it's like nerve wracking. You're trying to get all this shit written down on the pit board. And next thing you know, they go by and you're like, shit. Well, that, for me, it was for you guys. Yeah. You guys are better at it than I am, but it, uh, it goes by pretty it, quick. I always feel like I need to cram a lot of stuff on the pit board, but <laughs> yeah. the chances of him actually reading it are slim to done. So I just put like the bare minimum and, you know, there's only so much you can say, so. Right, yeah, like you said, it's ninety nine percent chance they they don't see it anyway. So, yeah. Um. So the biggest difference working on a Honda two fifty compared to the Cowie two fifty. Um. No dual exhaust. Well, yeah, like, <laughs> well now the like, now the twenty two is a single. Yeah, they're exhaust. like changed so much, but I guess at the time, yeah, there's there's only one exhaust now. Yeah. Um. I don't know. There's. I would say quite a few differences. Um, Wire, like, I know wiring uh, harness I mean, is a I big guess, deal for a lot of guys. Like it's crazy how the difference in wiring harnesses. Yeah, there's you know there's obviously a whole like it's a whole different bike. So there's obviously a lot of differences, but every bike's different. And I feel like like really got into it. There's honestly a lot of similarities in the bike. So you know what I mean? Like you yeah. kind of like you yeah, look at one bike, tens, you're yeah. like okay. Pretty much the same on the other bike. It's just the way you kind of do it. So I will. there's, yeah, there's a lot of differences, but for the most part, it's you know, you kind of see it all, and it's like, all right, yeah, you kind of understand it. But there's not crazy. I mean, there's obviously a difference in the bike, right? Nothing that really threw me off guard. Yeah, I know it's not a big deal for you guys because a lot of your bolts are tie, but I will say, like the Honda yeah. stock bolts are pretty dang nice. <laughs> like Honda, like Dude, OEM Honda, bolts are pretty Honda legit. Stock bolts they are top notch. Yeah, like they're good. They are quality. Yeah, I will say that. All right, so I got one no, one question to. Bike. Yeah, no, yeah, I love their bolts with all the collars and just their heads. Like they have nice bolts. So, um, so I got one random question for you, and you can you can give me a politically correct answer if you want to. But you got you got Kenny Day, you got Knowles, you got Kyle, and you got sometimes Dave Janolfi, and then sometimes. Uh, Benny, do you got? Do you have a favorite? I'm putting you on the spot. Do you got a favorite? Oh, <laughs> uh, you can't do me like this. I know. Like, we also gotta. We also gotta throw in Matt. Oh yeah, that's true. Well. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, yeah, Matt, Matt. We can't forget Mora. Can't, no, and he's gonna. If he hears this, he's gonna be stoked that I said that. Yeah. But um, I do honestly. I feel like I couldn't pick a favorite because I feel like, in a sense, like they. They've all got a little special place in my heart, you know. They like are. they're all super cool, and they all like. They always like when you have them all there. They all bring that little piece to like make it a full race day. Yeah, like, Kenny and Matt, like they're super cool, and they like they always keep us laced up in all the coolest box stuff. Like it's always super cool to have them there, and they've always got they always come out with like the sickest kit. Um, and then you've got Knowles and Janolfi. They always have super cool goggles and and Vara as well and Benny check helmets like I think they're all super cool in the sense of like 
they all take care of us. Like even being mechanics, like if we needed something, they would help us out. No problem too. Like if I was like, Hey dude, I just bought a bike and I want to go ride. Like they would all get me laced up in gear, helmets, goggles, like whatever I needed. Yeah. So I think like they're all super cool dudes and they're all super cool to have at the race. So like, I honestly don't think I could pick a favorite. <laughs> so if they're all in a burning building, you're fucked. Like there's nothing you're, you're like, I don't know who to pick. Yeah. Like <laughs> if they were all in there, like I'd probably be like, like, I guess we're all going down at this point. You know yeah, what I mean? you're like, just I jumping in and going out with them we're together. All, we're all going yeah. down. So we're, yeah. we're going down as a team. I love that. I love that. Dude, Knowles, Knowles has some stories, though. That guy's been doing it for a long time. Long time. Knowles is super cool. I like having Knowles around. Like, the energy Him and Mitch, dude. When they just cool. talk. Him and Mitch, dude. Like, they just... Yeah. Like, it's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, no, you guys got a rad crew over there. Everybody's pretty laid back. Um, you know, it's nerve wracking, of course, but for the most part, the whole crew is pretty solid, but man, it's, uh, we're about an hour into this thing. And I feel like for you, there's the future's bright, man. You got to be excited. You know, you're going into, uh, the break, getting ready to be over the break here in a couple weeks for you have anything like you want to you want to thank anybody you want to, you know, shout out. But before we get to that, any big plans for, for the rest of the season? Is there anything on your bucket list? I want to do some winning. Yeah, I know. <laughs> huh? That'd be nice. List. Yeah. I want to, I want to win some, I want to, hell, I want to win some super crosses before the season's over. And you know, I want to come into outdoor swinging and, and do some winning in outdoors. Like that's, that's my goal. That's what I want to do. And yeah, you know, I want to, get Joe uh, uh, as comfortable as I can and do what I can to help him. And then, you know, let's, let's see how it goes. But I don't have anything crazy. I just, you know, tinker around at the shop like I normally do. And yep. I always like making some cool little shit if I can on the lathe or whatever. So, you know, kind of do that and, and get ready for outdoors. And then, you know, before I know it, it's going to be getting ready for, for 23. So yeah, yeah no, it's kind of just day by day. Dude, maybe one Here's day we'll see a uh, maybe one day we'll see a Maddie G PC part that you come out with, just available to the public. That that would be pretty cool. I'd be I'd be pretty stoked on that. Yeah, yeah, it'd be pretty just to have that that box checked. Like like you said, you're always in there working and testing. Who knows? Maybe you make something cool, and you're like, I think we could really sell this. And then you got to get Mitch on board. But you never know, man. Possibilities yeah, are endless. That's like, that's my end goal. I think when I'm all done wanting to be a mechanic, I definitely want to get into like the, the R and D aspect of it, like making stuff like that. I definitely would be super into that. I think that's definitely a pretty cool job. Yeah. Yeah. I, I uh, uh, what was, uh, what's Chase Sexton's guy's name? Um, Jake or uh, Zim. No. Yeah. Zim. Zim yeah. Now. Zim. Yeah. It's Zim now. Like he used to do some of that, right? He he's a PC guy, and then he went to like Cowie and did some R and D, and then now he's uh, Chase's guy, right? I believe he did some. Yeah, of that. I think when when he was at Cowie R and D, he did a lot of uh, like. I think he had a, a lot of free time when he got his work done, so I think he would always kind of go in like their machine shop and stuff, and, and whittle up some cool stuff. And like, yeah. I always see that stuff. That stuff's always super cool. Like that's like I love doing that kind of stuff. Just like there may no be no rhyme or reason for it but like why not make it right like totally yeah if you have the time like you said no you hate having free time so if you can find yourself a way to be productive like that's awesome yeah so exactly yeah totally um 
Dude, I keep thinking about stuff when you talk, and then I just lose my train of thought. I got issues today. Uh, what the hell was I just going to ask you? God damn it. Dude, I suck. But anyways, uh, anybody you want to thank? Anybody you want to give a shout out to? Shoot. Uh, I don't know. All the, people <laughs> all the PC boys? Got you. <laughs> yeah. All the PC boys, all the cell guys, the Fox guys, all the guys that are, you know, the, the daily crew, everybody that, you know, goes through the grind day in and day out. And, yeah. You know, everybody that helped me get to where I'm at, you know. Forever, oh. forever grateful for it so it's, it's cool yeah no it's cool to see that like like i said i hate to keep talking about it but i think it's just really awesome you know how how young you are and getting into the sport and um like i said i think the future is bright and you got a lot of i know everybody i've talked to about you really really likes you and enjoys working with you so i think uh i think you're gonna have a long future in the supercross paddock and motocross paddock so i i just realized what i was gonna ask you it's yeah. super it's super stupid but um Tie T handles. Did you get some tie T handles yet? I do have a set of tie T handles. Dude, they're sick, huh? They, they like the cool aspect of them is like beyond cool. Yeah. For me, I don't, I don't use them. I have a set, but I don't use them. Um, I, I like the weight of my toes. Okay. So I'm a big like I like to be able to like spin my T handle and like all that cool fancy stuff like. I like my tools to feel right, and like every like everybody that knows me, I guess it works for me. Um, knows that I tighten the absolute crap out of my bolts. Okay. Um. So I have a pretty good uh, possibility of like breaking bolts. I do it pretty often, pretty good at it. Um. And uh, the ties, like I just I don't get that same like tighten up feeling with like the tie key handle that I do with like my my steel colors. Okay. So I'll, for me, I, I sacrifice, I'll take the heavier T handle and, you know, kind of a comfort thing. I, I know what, like that tight feeling for me with, with my, with my colors. So I kind of like that, but you could definitely go with, uh, with the, the tie ones and they're, they are pretty cool. I might have to buy those off you if you don't use them. I have to swoop those from you. Yeah. We, <laughs> or you could hit up my mate. You can hit up my mate Ollie Stone. I know. I'm trying Super to get Ollie on, get dude. Track. I was supposed to get him on a couple East Coast. So I gotta keep keep texting him. I gotta get him on. Um hopefully I get him on soon. So But yeah, uh like I said though, future's bright, man. So I'm excited to see where you end up. Hopefully you have a long future at PC. Um but that's that's kinda what's exciting about this sport is you never know where it's gonna take you. Like you and I talked a little bit earlier, um, off show. It's it's a small but big industry, so yeah, exactly. No, I'm definitely excited to see where I can take it and, and go with it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool. I I want to get with some of you guys and start getting some uh, getting some like pictures of your toolboxes because like a lot of your guys' toolboxes are just like bikes, like so just cool and detailed and organized. So I feel like that'd be a pretty cool. I'm a segment. I'm a, I'm a big tool like tool freak. I love tools. I spend a lot of money on tools. It's like yeah. my little hobby on the side of working I, I i love tools so i'm big into tools getting my toolbox all set up and like having all the cool stuff i, I like that kind of stuff so yeah, yeah that would definitely be cool i'd be into that 
Yeah, it's just something like different. Because like a lot of these guys still to this day, I mean, yeah, I get it. It's expensive, but it's just I like everything having a place. And like people show up to the track with yep. like a milk crate with just like tools everywhere. I'm like, dude, like I get it. Like you want to, it's it's a heavy expense, but man, it's just it's so nice being able to open your drawer and know where your eight and your tens and all that are at. It's uh, it's like I look at it is I I use those tools every day of my life. So yeah. for me, it's an investment, and it it if it can better me, um, you know, if I if I go out and I buy the best tool, I guess I have no excuse. If I'm still bad, so yeah. that's a good way to put it for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm, you know, I just invest in my future. I guess is the way I look at it. Yeah, that's what we're taught every day at work to invest, invest in your business, and that's where you see success. So, um, if you're listening to the show, yeah. hey, give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. If you'd be into, into, we've had a lot of mechanics on, so if you guys want to see their toolbox setup, shoot us a DM at Moto Spot Show. Um, we we just want to try to give you guys more content. So if you have any ideas or any feedback, please let us know. But Matty G, that's a wrap, dude. Episode thirty six. Um, thank you for the time. Uh, it's kind of out of nowhere, but I just like I said, you and I, I've seen you all a lot at the races, and we've you know saw each other between Kenny or Matt or whoever it may be. So I was like, man, I want to I get Matty. He's not, he's a young guy, just new to the new to the mechanic world. So I appreciate you making the time for us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It was cool to do this. Definitely uh, always like coming on to the podcasts and stuff and talking and you know cool to to get out and answer cool questions and stuff like that so yeah yeah for sure now you can go to the shop and tell tony that your episode was better than his perfect i I will i'll do that tomorrow when i see him no he's had a rough week you've had a he's had a rough week dude you gotta be easy on him you know oh oh for right early tomorrow morning in the airport yeah poor Poor uh, Austin and also Cody too. Man, rough rough day for the Archer yeah. camp. Yeah, but Cody's winning the life though. Ace is a stud. He's got Ace at home and Ace is a stud. So, um, but That's awesome, sweet Maddie. Well, thank you. Uh, hopefully, I'll see you. Are you going to any East Coast rounds besides Daytona, or are you just going to uh, get ready for um, your guys' return? I believe I was going to. I was supposed to go to. A- almost every East coast round, but I believe now we have, uh, an extra hand with jet being out. I don't think I'll be as many. Um, so I think the only other one I'll be at is probably Atlanta for the East West shootout. Okay. Sweet. I should be there. So I'll have to come cruise by and hopefully I can check out if we get to some feedback on this toolbox thing, we'll get some photos of your toolbox and post it up. So. Oh yeah. That'd be sweet. Hell yeah, man. Thank you again. I appreciate it. Everybody. That's a wrap. Episode 36. Huge shout out to our sponsors. Spot Network TV, please check them out. Scott Sports USA, as uh, Matty G said today, they are awesome. Please check out their new goggle, the Heritage. Um, all the boys wore it last weekend, and um, where were we last weekend? Uh, shit, I just had a brain fart. Dallas, in Dallas, they all wore it in Dallas. Um, there's also a Fury and a Prospect. All their goggles are made in the USA, so please check those out. And then uh, Atribis USA, they have that new color coming. And Works Connection, they make uh, badass parts, including I think they help Mitch with the Pro Launch device on the PC bikes. So go check those guys out, worksconnection.com. And of course, Bell Ray, all their uh, oil is available now, made in the USA. So please check those guys out. They have a new ATV oil that just launched uh, about a year ago. Um, so check those guys out. But that's a wrap. Episode 36, Matty G, thank you for the time. Thank you. Of course, man. We'll talk soon. All right. We'll see ya. All right. See you, buddy. Yeah.